0: it's friday it is the start of the weekend which means it's time for dudes with some balls the podcast for those that live breathe and love all things sports while valuing the convenience of your own time this is dudes with some balls for the fan from the fan the podcast made for you look we got basketball action this week, as the NBA tips off on Tuesday, get to see LeBron LeChina kind of round some balls out in his 38 year old career. I know our guest really does not like that man. This is Peter Barkowski here, my fellow broadcast partner from this past summer. Peter, man, you're our NBA guy now. Uh, congratulations. Hopefully, awesome. maybe not the maybe not the last time we have you on this podcast. But uh, hope not. We usually have another get our uh, host. We have Booth here this time. Uh, our other Host is a big Astros fan, so he he said he couldn't. Ah, be. So we can't. Preoccupied. Uh, yeah, hmm. but boost rocking his Rangers hat down there in Dallas. Yeah, a, Peter, had you're had in Sh- Yeah, we're we're always out in different locations. I'm in Seattle. Peter's up in Chicago. Jacob boost down in Dallas. All right, let's get rolling into the NBA. Tip off on Tuesday. If you guys did forget last season, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA Finals in an easy route. Yeah, Peter's rocking the hat. That's sick. That's not right. a band, not a bandwagon fan. I heard all no. summer about the Nuggets from him. So uh, no, not even, not even a Nuggets
1: fans appreciate appreciate the art that's going P- on yes. in
0: Denver. Appreciates greatness. Yeah, we love Jokic's work ethic because that's what he's just a hard worker. Plays the game the <laughs> right <Yeah>. way. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, uh, you're a Bulls fan, if I'm not mistaken. Correct.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, Booth and I are Knicks fans, so we expect to get things out of them coming off a playoff series win last year. So if you look at the 2024 projections, obviously we talked a little bit when the Dame trade happened. You texted me, Peter, when that happened because you were just as shocked as probably everybody else that Milwaukee was the landing spot for Damian Lillard. But right now, the favorites to win the NBA Finals, according to Vegas lines, Boston and Milwaukee are tied at plus 380, according to FanDuel. Do you think the winner comes out of the East or do you think Denver has a legit shot to win it? They're the third highest favorite.
1: Yeah, I think I really think it's that group of three is kind of the inner circle, if you will. And then everyone else is around that. You got, I mean, you have those kind of second tier teams like the Suns should be pretty good this year. Um, The Sixers, if they can get their you-know-what together, can be good this year. (laughs) Um, the Clippers, if they get Harden from the Sixers, should be good. But, yeah, those three, Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, are definitely going to be – I mean, they are the betting favorites, and they should be. Um, I mean, I don't know where you really want me to go from here, but, I mean, I think Denver is just about as sure as I feel about getting out of the West as anyone. Um, I think, again, you got – Phoenix should put up a good fight. Their offense is going to be humming all season long between Beal, KD, and Booker. Um, I think they'll figure it out. You know, everyone's everyone complains about the one ball thing. You know, this mm-hmm. three ball handlers are gonna be dealing with one ball, but they're gonna figure it out. I mean, Book Beal's probably gonna be going to the rim a lot, and then KD and Buck are gonna be your uh, mid-range kind of guys that they've always been. But I mean, man, the Nuggets are just such a complete team. Their system is great. They have a great head coach. Um, and then they have probably the best starting five in basketball. I think the Celtics are definitely up there, but between Murray KCP Gordon Jokic, and then Porter Jr um, I mean it does not get much better than that offensively their big thing do you
0: think defensively they're better than how Boston set their getting for was pretty big for them Drew Holiday can kind of play two ways
1: No I mean the nuggets thing isn't the defense I mean their offense is their thing. The defense has always been they're going to make it work. And that's how it was in the playoffs last year. It was this wasn't an outstanding defense, right? As good as Jokic is, like, he's not an amazing defender. He's made some really good strides over the years. But they're an offense-first team. And their defensive strategy is we're going to make it work. Um, They made it work against the Heat. They made it work against, you know, the other teams that they faced before they got to the championship series. They're not going to come in and blow you away with their defense. But they're going to do the right thing systematically to be able to let the offense carry the rest of the load. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and if you look at the the betting lines, like I said, Boston and Milwaukee tied at plus three eighty, Denver plus five fifty, and then it's Phoenix. Actually, Phoenix and Denver are tied at plus five fifty. This is on FanDuel Sportsbook, and then it's a huge drop off. It actually goes to the yeah. Lakers plus thirteen hundred and Golden State plus fourteen hundred. Do you think though? So, do you think that's how it shapes up with the West and the East? Uh, Boston and Milwaukee likely in the Eastern Conference Finals in Denver and Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I guess let's start the East because that's where I live and breathe. Um, I mean, there's such a clear divide between the Celtics and the Bucs with the rest of the East. Like, it's not even funny. Um, I mean, of course, the Bucs went out and made the huge splash in getting Dame. Um, I think that was a brilliant move by the Bucs. They had Giannis kind of talking about in interviews how if he wasn't, not happy, but if he wasn't in a place in Milwaukee where you think he could win a championship, he would consider leaving. And so the Bucks owner's like, all right, I'm going to go out and get a top 10 offensive player of all time for you. And that pick and roll game with him and Dame is going to be – it's going to be insane. Like Dame coming off of Giannis' pick and rolls, he can pull up and shoot. Giannis can roll and then get a pass. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be a show in Milwaukee. But then Boston did their due diligence like a couple of days after – the Bucks loaded up in the arms race. Boston went out and got Drew Holiday, who fits their scheme perfectly defensively. And offensively, Like he's great, too. Um, definitely an upgrade from Marcus Smart, who they traded away offensively. Defensively, they're kind of on par. You might want to take Smart just because he's got a defensive player of the year. But Holiday's going to fit in nicely there. After those two, I mean, it's like, who else do you look at in the East? The Sixers feel like they're on the verge of imploding with Harden. The Knicks are probably going to be good. Um, they're a very feisty. I know I'm talking to two Knicks guys, but I mean, they're they're a feisty team. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna blow you away with their the razzmatazz, but they're gonna get their points. However, the only thing that concerns about them is Thibodeau coming from a Thibodeau ex Thibodeau team. He doesn't have a great track record season to season. Um. Usually, he'll fall off one year, and then he'll be back up. So I wouldn't be too surprised if they have a bit of a drop off this year. They shouldn't, just how the roster is constructed. But yeah,
0: that's kind of what the trends point to. What about what about Cleveland? Because last year they were such a big. They were the team likely to win the East. It felt like after the Donovan Mitchell trade, and now it's kind of rumors of Mitchell not staying after this year. And but they, I still feel like with with Allen down low, like they can compete with anybody. Yeah. I like
1: Cleveland a lot too. Um, I mean, Evan Mobley is a, already a stud and he's only going to get better in terms of his all-around game. And yeah, you got, you got um, Mitchell and then you got Garland in the back, like in the backcourt. Like, that's a great duo too. The only thing about them is like, I mean, we saw what happened in that Knicks game, that yeah, Knicks series. That series was bad. Um, I know YouTube definitely saw what happened in that Knicks series and, Obviously, there's room to grow. Like, you can't say, all oh, this team's not going to do it just because they had a bad playoff run last year. I mean, that was their first playoff run, you know, since LeBron left. Um, and so many of their guys are younger players. But that does kind of make you think about them a second. Now, they did have a nice offseason. They got Max Truss from the Heat. So he'll help out with shooting. They got Niang from Philadelphia, I believe, was his last stop. He'll help with shooting as well. But they're in that second group of, you know, the Knicks are there as well. Of yeah, these teams—they aren't in. They aren't Milwaukee or Boston. But if things go right, maybe some injuries happen. They get hot at the right time. They could possibly come out of it.
0: So realistically now, on booth too. Because this is why we want you, Peter. You got the more, you have the more depth on the lines of the guys than we have. Um, what do you got for your NBA Finals champion? Do you think it's going to be the favorite? Though, short answer in Milwaukee or Boston, or do you think Denver runs it back?
1: I mean, my gut instinct was always Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, The things going against them, which isn't a lot, um, it's so hard to repeat, especially since, I mean, we haven't seen a repeat since the Warriors dynasty, quote unquote, ended. Of course they won one, two seasons Mm ago, but we haven't seen a repeat since then. It's been a really great stretch of parody in the NBA. Um, And then they lost key depth. Bruce Brown left for Indiana. And then Jeff Green went somewhere. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, They're going to have to rely on those younger guys to step up. Christian Braun, who had a really nice playoff run, like contributed as a rookie in the playoffs, which is really hard to do in any sport. Um, He's probably going to be a six man. Uh, He's going to have to really step up in that. And then they're going to have to have a lot of other younger guys you know, take the reins a little bit. Again, that starting five is gonna be killer, but what happens when that starting five sits on the bench, right? What happens yeah. when it isn't Murray and Jokic on there? What happens if both of them sit? So that's really the only thing going against Denver. I don't know who comes. There are a couple other I mean, there are a couple teams in the West who could obviously challenge them. Um the only problem is there has to be some asterisks for that to happen. Like I think Golden State could just because it's Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul could fit really nicely there, um, but I don't know. Phoenix, I'm not. I'm not as high in Phoenix as a lot of people are. I think they'll be good. I think that offense is going to be great, but between the defense, I mean, not that anyone does, but they're counting on Yusuf Nurkic to be a Jokic stopper.
0: That's, yeah, has it hasn't worked. Happen.
2: No, so it can't be much worse than Aiden last year in the playoffs, though. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, the only reason I say
1: the Warriors is just because their defensive system is so crazy. Like, they don't just rely on one big man. They're not going to rely on just one big guy to stop Jokic. They're going to rely on their entire team to pester him, to get at him. That's why I kind of think the Warriors could be a team to do it. The Lakers, obviously, I I don't know what to expect out of the Lakers this year. (laughs) They look good on paper, but I don't know. I mean, LeBron will probably single-handedly will into a championship just because I'm going to hate it, but <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yeah, ring um, number five for LeBron this year, ring number six the following year with Bronny.
1: Oh, God, please no. I can't handle it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> social media will be insane. What do you got? Oh, go ahead. I like the Warriors and the Celtics this year. Um, It's tough to really bet on the Warriors. I mean, I guess it's not really tough to bet on the Warriors because they win so much. But um, just with the question marks they have, lacking size, I I think Chris Paul is going to bring a new layer to that defense for some steals. And I think they'll actually turn out to be pretty good. And for the the betting odds, I'd probably take them to win the championship, just a flyer on them. Uh, And I think they're going to be up against the Boston Celtics. I really like what they did. I'm, I'm big on defense, I guess, because I really like what they did on the defensive side of the ball. Again, Drew Holiday, Porzingis had his best defensive year last year for the Wizards. Um, and I feel like that's kind of flown under the radar now. Um, and they got rid of, uh, I can't remember his name, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so I, I think they'll be in a good spot to, uh, to compete and actually win the Eastern Conference Finals for once.
0: Yeah. Their only big hit that people think. And I want to ask you about that, Peter, with losing Marcus Smart to Memphis. Is that is that as big of a hit as people are making it sound to be?
1: X I mean, schematically it was until they got Drew Holiday, because uh. Drew Holiday is gonna largely fit the same role, but be better offensively. As much love as Smart gets, and the biggest loss for Smart is gonna be him. Like his personality. He was I mean, I've talked to a few well, I've talked to one Celtics fan. I know like he was the heart and soul of that team. Like, and in playoff series, that's always kind of been one of their downfalls is they seem to just lose it. They just lose energy. Smart was the one guy out there who was like, all right, guys, let's get our crap together. We got to push through. I think that'll be the biggest loss with him is just his personality, and his locker room presence. But schematically, I think Holiday is going to be a better fit just because of his offensive side of the ball is much better than what Smart brought. Smart, great defensively, offensively not amazing. Um, I think Holiday is going to not only bring a similar level of defense, he's going to bring the offense too, which is going to really help that off, which is already a good offense, Mm -hmm. but it's going to make it even better. Because now one through five, like the only maybe – offensive laps in their projected starting five, which should be Holiday, the Jays, um, Porzingis, and Horford. It's like, what's Al Horford going to really bring other than, you know, around the rim? But the rest of the four is going to be in really good offensively. Um, and I think, I mean, not to jump the gun, I think that's what, I think they're going to win the East. I agree on the East prediction with the Celtics. The Bucks have... If you think about it, if you look at the top three players between those two teams, the Bucks have two of the three, and Giannis is definitely one. And then you could argue Lillard or Tatum too. But then if you look at like the top five, the top ten, the list is much more Celtics heavy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Bucks have Middleton, they have Lopez, who's going to be a drop coverage machine. But then you look at Boston. Yes, they have Jays, but then they have Holiday, they have Porzingis, they have Horford, they have Derek White. They're just a much deeper team, in my opinion. And unless Milwaukee can ride the Dame uh, Giannis pick and roll, which they have other offensive options in that, of course. But if someone learns how to shut that down, which I think Boston could do, I think they're pretty much dead in the water.
0: Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee's not necessarily leaning on this, but Malik Beasley is going to be probably in your starting lineup at your two. And he's a guy Mm -hmm. who put up 12.7 points. So I, you know, boston's stronger and like malik is technically like their best guy their second tier depth isn't good so i think that's where uh where boston factors better is their depth but Mm -hmm. when you pair Giannis and dame up i think it's going to be elite to the point where they both might be playing 37 38 minutes a night and it won't even matter
1: yeah i mean the key is going to be what else do you have than that because yeah that's going to generate the majority of their points, whether it's Dame getting the ball and then shooting it or it's Giannis cutting to the rim because he takes two steps from the three point line and he's at the rim already. But what happens when teams figure out how to stop that? Not that they will. Like that's almost an impossible task. Like it's unswitchable. Like are you going to switch the guy guarding Dame onto Giannis? No. Are you going to switch the guy guarding Giannis onto Dame? No. Um you can't trap Dame because then it's four on three with Giannis with the ball. So But if someone does, like, they got to figure out, all right, who's going to take threes if we have to kick it out? Who's actually going to go to the rim? Is it Brooke Lopez, who had a great season last year? I'm not trying to discredit Brooke Lopez, but he's also getting up there in age. Like, The drop-off is going to come sometime.
0: And then I guess we haven't talked about them. I didn't think we'd sit on this too long, but we haven't talked about Miami at all. Is there any still spark left in there? The thing with
1: Miami is, like, you always say no. Because, like, this was the offseason of guys they didn't get, right? They were going to get Bradley Beal. When I got the notification Beal got traded, I thought it was Miami. It wasn't. When And then everyone thought they were going to get Lillard. I mean, most of the summer, that was pretty much written in permanent Sharpie, was that Lillard was going to South Beach. He went to Milwaukee. He went to Wisconsin. Go figure. Um, (laughs) But you can't count them out. That's the thing. Like for everything they lost this offseason between knocking those two guys, they lost Struuss, who was huge for them in the playoffs. They lost Gabe Vincent to Los Angeles. They always figure it out. Like they had one of the worst regular seasons they've had in a minute last year. They almost lost in the play in tournament to a very down Bulls team. And then they cranked out three pretty easy rounds in the Eastern Conference and then won a game against the Nuggets, which was not an easy task to do. So um, even LaFraud couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um I had to throw it in there. Yeah, of course. You, you, I don't know. You just can't – like you say yes because on paper you got Butler, who's always going to turn it on in the playoffs. You got Bam, who is insanely talented. Other than that, I mean, Tyler Hero's good. But I don't know. They're probably going to pull out three rookies from out of nowhere who are going to be studs immediately. um, And they'll probably make another postseason run because people have been saying about that, that for them for a couple of years now, and they've made three of the last four Eastern conference finals. They've made two of the last four finals and they were a Jimmy Butler shot uh, against the Celtics away from making another finals. So I don't know. You just can never count them out, which is frustrating for people who don't like the heat because they look like they're dead in the water, like you said, and then out of nowhere, they're back in the finals.
0: Yeah. You're always going to have to keep watching them. Uh, I guess for both of you, let's start with booth. Is there any either side, West or East? Is there any surprise team that we should be looking out for?
2: Um, No, I just kind of uh, shot on you. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I don't know how confident I am in this, but uh, Brooklyn, uh, Ben Simmons, he's been looking pretty good in the preseason. Uh, brings some intensity there on defense. Uh, we know kind of what we're gonna get with him. He's not a three point shooter, but he's gonna get some assists. He's gonna play some good defense. And I think that team could be kind of a like a seven or eight seed that wins some games in the playoffs. But I, I, I don't really favorite any of the favor any of the teams that are kind of not in that top one or two tiers that Peter was talking about earlier.
0: Yeah. Peter, anything on your end, the team that like is somewhat sneaky to, you know, maybe make the playoffs win around.
1: I think there's quite a few, like the thing about this year is like the West is so much stronger than the East, but the East is much more jumbled in the West. Like I think everyone in the West is pretty fairly rated, like Phoenix, Denver, Golden State, Lakers, they're all going to be at the top. And then, you know, your Spurs, Trailblazers, um, they're all going to be towards the bottom. The Jazz probably towards the bottom just because everyone else got better around them the East, it's like there are so many teams you could think of. Like I think Atlanta could surprise people with how good they are. I think having a full season of Quinn Snyder, who's just an offensive genius on the bench, is gonna really help help figure out Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. I think Orlando could surprise some people. They got a really nice young core yeah. down That's there between, second pick. Yeah, between Van Caro and Wagner and Markel Fultz has finally found his place in the NBA. Um and then Indiana, I think, is gonna be. Sneaky good. Tyrese Halliburton is an electrifying passer. He's got a lob partner in Obi Toppin. Miles Turner is still over there. Jairus Walker is a rookie that people are really excited about. So there's just a lot of teams in the East who, like, I think could come out of nowhere just because it's so wide open past those first two teams. The only team who's, like, really, really out of it is probably Washington because they're just in full tank mode um, unless Jordan Poole – keeps dropping 40 a He's night like you did in the preseason. Yeah, he saw someone on the side of the court and just went off. But <laughs> um, other than Washington, I think it's just... It's going to be a bloodbath in the East. Maybe a bloodbath of mediocrity, but <laughs> it's just going to be a lot of teams fighting for those, you know, five through, you know, ten spots, really.
0: All the way till the end. That That's a pretty good pick. Uh, my surprise team is is... I'm interested to watch Dallas a little bit this year just because there was a little bit of drama uh, with the front office, with Kyrie Irving, with the chemistry, with Luca. Do I think they will be great? No, but they could be like a six or seven seed in the West. And then just maybe contend, knock out a team, knock out a team like Phoenix again, something like that. If we get into a matchup, but uh, that's, that's where I'm at on my surprisers just really quick, Peter, kind of last thing, because we do like to keep these episodes short for the convenience of our listeners, just looking at the rookie of the year odds, Obviously, Wimby coming in, he's looked amazing. He had a phenomenal night against Miami in the preseason game earlier this week. Uh, He's minus 160 in terms of favorites to win rookie of the year, according to FanDuel. And the closest person following him is Scoot Henderson at plus 400 and Chet Holmgren at plus 700. Is this a runaway award this year? And is he the truth? Is he what he's supposed to be?
2: I think
1: he will be Um, defensively. He's already there. I mean, I, I think it was his first preseason game. There's that snap. Maybe not his first one of his preseason games. There's that snapshot of him getting a steal in the paint while his foot was on the three point line. It's like, what the heck are we even doing anymore? We have this seven foot <laughs> guy just doing this crap on the court I think this year will be interesting for him. I think the Spurs are going to be smart about him. Like they know they're not going to do anything this year and they don't want him to run into the health problems that long lanky guys usually run into, especially with the knees. I'm not saying they're going to bench him a lot, but I don't think we're going to see him fully, fully unleashed just yet. Offensively, he's still got a little ways to go. So I don't think it's that much of a runaway. I think Henderson, I think he'll have a much bigger role. Not a much bigger role. I think he's going to get more... Hmm. I think the Blazers are going to let Henderson just go, while the Spurs are going to be a little bit more careful about Wemby, just because you don't want to mess that up. And yeah. I think Holmgrom is in the Henderson camp, too. Like, the Thunder, they're ready to make a jump. They're going to utilize him to his fullest extent, so... If everyone's playing, like, the same intensity, the same level, like, yes, Wemby should walk away with it, no problem, just because it's Victor wemby why wouldn't he? But I think how the teams use these guys is going to be really interesting to see. If the Spurs kind of try to limit him at all, which, honestly, they should, because Wemby in five years is much more important than Wemby is now, Um, I think that's when you kind of look at Henderson might, depending on what he can do, Holmgren, Holmgren should get a lot of should get a lot of support i think people are going to remember that he's actually a thing um just because he spent the last year sidelined and he was B- Wembenyama benyama before Wembenyama. benyama so <laughs> um on paper yeah it's Wemby to lose but i'm interested to see how teams actually use these guys
0: yeah i kind of figured because portland's going to lean on scoot henderson a lot yeah i mean he the mm-hmm. offense it's already going to flow through him year one so that's mm-hmm. kind of uh that's what i wanted to see Really, I think that's it that we have for this preseason NBA stuff. We're gonna bring you on probably again to talk more hoops because I think you're good for it. Uh you had some good stuff that me and Booth probably wouldn't put together, just stuff our we're we're just rooting for the Knicks at this point. That's all we care about. (laughs) It's a next
2: podcast (laughs) this one.
0: So (laughs) Peter, thanks for uh thanks for coming with us on this podcast. I know it's late where you are, it's late where Booth is too, kind of. But uh Appreciate you guys and everybody else. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed a little basketball talks. Peter, one last thing before I let you go. There's only four teams left in the MLB playoffs. So you really have a 25% chance to get this right. Who do you think's winning the world series? I
2: think Astros got it. Fuck. <laughs>
0: Sorry.
2: they just always do it they're so complete you don't want to hear (laughs) Uh, this last time you're on the podcast yeah never mind everybody peter is gone you're
0: gonna make make our other guy jordan ross really yeah he's He's probably once he listens to the podcast as soon as they drop he's gonna have a chance so
1: they they hated jesus for telling the truth so you
0: know peter thank you for joining us this was my episode of jesus balls everybody have a great weekend appreciate y'all